the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, good morning, everyone. This is Al Fadi, and I'd like to welcome you to another podcast of Let Us Reason. Thank you for tuning in. Today's show will be a continuation of the series we started it concerning how should Christians respond in a time of crisis. And we said last time that we ought to be the church. In other words, we ought to behave like the church. We ought to reach out to others who are in need like the church should be. Uh, We ought to love those who are around us and we ought to prioritize things in the right order. One of the teachings that Jesus gave us in how to deal with others who are members of the body is found in John 13, 35, where it says, A new commandment I I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. Verse 35, By this all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Notice he repeats this three times about the loving of one another, But the catchphrase was in verse 35 that by loving one another, all people will know that you are my disciples. So there is an evangelistic element here. Loving one another, being the church for each other, does have an impact on others as well. Not just the believers, but also those who are non-believers. And of course, these days, it is so easy to stay in touch. You can use video platforms like Zoom, like Skype, like FaceTime, even WhatsApp, or others like this. You can also use voice platforms. You can use text messaging. You can just call, just regular call. Whatever the case might be, we have no excuses anymore to say that I am not able to connect with someone. It is extremely important as the body that we stay connected It is extremely important as the body that we care for other parts of the body. If we ignore parts of the body, that part, if it is not healthy, it can actually deteriorate. It can end up being suffering. And in some cases, some people end up having an amputation done to a finger, to an arm, to a leg, to a toe. Why? Because it was ignored. That's in the physical realm. In the spiritual realm, it's even more important. I know, and I'm not going to bring names, I know of some people who are so depressed, even though they're believers, through this isolation that is taking place during this pandemic. And I know of some who possibly have taken their life as a result of this. Why? I can assure you, if I want to put the finger on something, They didn't feel like a lot of people are taking care of them or at least concerned for them. Now I know 
every one of us is dealing with the same social distancing and isolation. I am not downplaying this. I know that each one of us probably feels like they, you too, need also someone to check on you. Let us look at the maturity level. We as the mature believers are to look at those who are in need of attention. Youngsters usually, just like in real life, they need attention. They don't know the difference between, uh, you know, you have to give attention to something else on a a different matter than to give to them. They think they are the one that has to be uh, in the center of your universe. That's okay. Let us take turns. Let us, just like parents take turn, let's like like grandparents take turn, you know, to deal with youngsters, let us as members of the body of the church take turns, you know, let us pass the person on to another person. Let us ask people to take care of so-and-so, check on them, have a schedule, have a rotation schedule. You know, folks, I went through a lot when I first accepted Christ. And one of the moments I had a down moment that was so severe. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, I heard one time in this movie, Shawshank Redemption, um, uh, uh, Basically, uh, where Morgan, uh, you know, the actor uh, was saying, uh, uh, Morgan Freeman, I should say, the actor was uh, talking about uh, the character Andy. And he says, uh, every man has a breaking point. And that is true. And I'm not saying man like a male, but every person has a breaking point. And one time I reached that breaking point in the first at least six months of my new walk with Christ. I was still six month old, babe. And it was a crazy idea to the point that I wanted to even take my life. And But the Lord provided for me immediately a spiritual support. Uh, you know, a prayer warrior came to my side and by the spirit was prompted to ask me what's going on. I didn't share this ideas, but the spirit prompted him and he prayed with me. And then he passed me on to another person who took me to their home and we prayed and they kept an eye on me. And then they passed me on to another family for almost 24 hours. That's what I mean. We have to be there. In my case, it was physical. But these days, I mean, you could do it in all the time. Just texting people. Hi, how are you? How are you doing? I just wanted you to know that I'm praying for you. Call me if you have anything. Text me if you need anything. May I talk to you right now? May I check on you? I mean, uh, you know what? What's wrong with even if you can just drive all the way to their home, knock on the door and say, you don't have to open the door. I just want you to know that I love you and I pray for you. I mean, don't you think this is going to send a powerful message to them? They feel like, oh, I'm not isolated after all. Maybe I think I am isolated, but people are taking care of me. People think of me. That's the idea. They are thinking of me. I am special to them. They took the time to let me know that I mean something to them. I love how the Apostle Paul in Colossians 3 talked about issues like this. In Colossians 3, this is the context uh, in in terms of dealing with one another. And uh, the passage is verses 12 to 17, and we read, Put on then as God's chosen ones. And that's the case. We are chosen by God. We are his members, his children. We are his body, his family. Put on... Then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, we, that's our description, we are holy, we are beloved by him, we need to put on compassionate hearts, compassionate hearts, compassion towards others. That includes even non-believers, by the way. I'm not saying you ought to check on believers only and ignore the non-believers. No, 
Not, not at all. That's, we don't have excuses for this. Not even the scripture allows us to think this way and distinguish between a believer and non-believer. One of the things that troubled me about my form of faith in Islam is that whenever the Quran talks about compassion towards others, most likely in the context it's towards others who are from the same community, the Islamic community. You know, one of the passages that troubled me after I heard about Jesus teaching, love your enemies and pray for those who persecuted you, is found in chapter 48, verse 29 in the Quran. And it was so troubling to me because it says that Muhammad and the believers compassionate among themselves and harsh against the non-believers. And unbelievers meaning that someone that doesn't believe in Islam. And put this in our case. Can you justify and say, oh, I only am going to show compassion towards those who go to my church or towards those who confess faith in Christ or those that I perceive to be Christians. And I'm going to be harsh, mean, rude to those who are non-believers in my view or maybe truly they confess to me that they don't believe in Christ. If you can find a single passage in the Bible, especially a passage that Jesus himself told you to do so, please point it out to me. You will never find something like this. So if we are truly chosen, holy, and beloved by God, we are to put on compassionate hearts. Notice, put on like almost you're clothing yourself with something. People ought to see it. Why? Because it's from the from within you, but they ought to see it. It has to be practical. How will they know that you have a compassionate heart unless you practice that compassionate heart? Kindness, that's another thing you put on. They ought to see your kindness. Humility in the way you deal with them, you treat them, you treat others, you treat your own. Meekness. Jesus says, learn from me, for I am humble and meek. Meek at heart. I mean, or humble at heart and meek, uh, you know, any way you want to look at it, a different way to translate that passage. All that to say is we're learning from our Lord to be that way, who humbled himself all the way to the cross. Yes, death. That's basically the way he viewed us. Patience. So we ought to put on compassionate heart. We ought to put on kindness. We ought to put on humility. We ought to put on meekness. We ought to put on patience. Patience demands that we are patient, that we are willing to tolerate others, that we are careful in how to deal with others, that we are careful how to respond to the insults and the hurts that could be waged at us from others. There is a lot of hurting people right now uh, just by virtue of being isolated. They have a lot of anger they have a lot of frustration. You don't know what's going on in their heart. Maybe they are suffering because they've lost a job. Maybe they are suffering because they feel like they are doing something that they're not used to. They like to be outside. They like to visit. They like to talk. They like to social. Maybe they have medical needs and they feel like they are concerned. We know of someone that had medical needs, but because of the coronavirus, they thought by just isolating themselves, that will get rid of the problem, and sadly, they end up dying. Even though they wanted to protect themselves from corona, they ended up dying from the needs that are medical as a result of this. There is always a need out there, and we need to put on these virtues so that people can see them. Put on meaning wear them like a clothing, 
you know, people can see your clothing and comment on your clothing. They don't know what's going on in your heart. When you put on a compassionate heart, that means they have seen your action that represented a compassionate heart. They have seen your action that they perceive to be kindness. They have seen your humility. They have seen your meekness. They have seen your patience. That's the catch. They ought to see it. It's a practical thing. Verse 13 says, bearing with one another. You see, we ought to bear with one another, be patient with others, be slow to anger, okay? You know, quick to listen, slow to respond, slow to anger. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. Oh boy, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. We hear it all the time, you know? We preach it all the time, but do we do it all the time? You know, that's that's the catch here. That's how us, the chosen, holy, and beloved by God, could be represented. How? By bearing with one another. And if we have a, a complaint against another, we ought to be forgiven to each other. Who is the model for this forgiveness? As the Lord has forgiven you. As the Lord has forgiven you. In the Lord's Prayer, forgive us this uh, our trespasses as you have forgiven us our trespasses. Uh, I mean, forgive us our trespasses as we have forgiven others their trespasses. Okay? Uh, you, you know, so uh, basically there is a correlation between the two. Our forgiveness of others is modeled after the forgiveness of our Lord himself to us. So you also must forgive. That's what it says. You're forgiven. You have to forgive. You know, remember that parable with uh, with the with the uh, uh, king forgiving someone who owed him an amount of money, and then he says, "Okay, I forgive you." The guy walks out of the court, and he sees someone who owes him a you know uh, minutia amount, you know, a minuscule amount, basically as insignificant, and he grabs the guy and he uh, wants to take him to jail for owing him that he's just been forgiven. So he was thrown in jail as a punishment. You see, you're forgiven. You ought to transfer that forgiveness to others as well. Forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. Verse 14. Again, we're reading from Colossians 3, verse 14. And above all these, above all these, I should say, put on love. You see, We've been given a list of things to put on to wears that people can see. That included compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, forgiveness. But the top one is love. In fact, I would tell you, any of these behaviors to show compassionate heart towards others will be translated as love. This person loves me or loves that person. Kindness could be translated as love. Humility could be translated as love. Meekness could be translated as love. Patience with others translated as love. Bearing with one another translated as love. Forgiving others will be translated as love. So that's the number one. In fact, I love how the Apostle Paul was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and chapter 14, the gifts of the Spirit, but chapter 13 was sandwiched in between and love was the top of all of those. That love, the chapter of love, is the most important gift that we 
were given. Above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. So it's almost like love is the one that keeps you acting in compassionate heart, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, forgiving others. That's the role of love is to allow you to be patient towards those who attack you or scream at you or insult you. Show meekness in situations where maybe you ought to act haughty. Show humility when you ought to be proud. Show patience when you ought to lose your patience. Show compassion when you don't have to show compassion. Kindness when you don't have to really do anything in kindness. No one is forcing you to begin with. But it is in those situations that love will shine because it is binding all of these things together in perfect harmony, the scripture says. Verse 15, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. You see, all of these behaviors not only reflect love from the outside, but it also allow people to see what's going on in the inside, and that's you have peace especially in a time of crisis, when you behave this way, that will send a clear message that you are a peaceful person, you are not worried, you're not in a state of panic, that you are waiting upon the Lord, that you are obeying the commands of the Lord that are given to you. That's what is important, okay? This is how we ought to behave. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, which indeed you were called in one body. Notice, notice. It's almost like you have a body now that has a heart. And this body behaves in compassionate hearts, behaves in kindness, behaves in humility, behaves in meekness, behaves in patience. It's a reflection on the church, reflection on the body of Christ. It's reflection of Jesus himself. People going to ask you, how are you able to behave this way in the midst of these trials? And what a beautiful answer would be, because of Jesus, I can be kind to people. Because of Jesus, I am meek. Because of Jesus, I can be patient. Because of Jesus, I can behave in humility. Because of Jesus, I could be. I have this compassionate heart. I can forgive others. Because of Jesus, I can love even those that just insulted me. You ought to give glory and credit to him. And that's in and of itself is a huge testimony about the Lord and the peace that he has given us. To which, indeed, you were called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. His word, his teachings, the spirit of the Lord to be in you, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. So even when we are teaching others and admonishing others, we do it in wisdom, his wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, meaning speaking to each other's in praises, you know, we have to give praise to the Lord. We have to be patient. We have to, if someone is angry, when they see you calm, that will really force them to at least rethink their behavior at that moment. They will see themselves in you as the mirror now. They could get embarrassed 
but you can escalate it if you behave the same way like them, be angry like them, scream like them. All of that can at least ignite their anger even more, but you have to quench that anger by being slow, peaceful, listening, thanking them for expressing their feelings and telling them that you are so thankful that they have shared these things with you because you didn't know that that's how they felt about you. And maybe that will be the opportunity now to sit down and learn from them. Why did they think? You see, when you give people a platform, all of a sudden they realize that their argument sometimes is ridiculous. They will see that. They will realize this, but you don't have to tell them this. Or maybe they have a good reason why they get angry, but they didn't express their feelings in a proper way. Instead of talking to you, they get angry at you. Instead of speaking nicely to you, they scream at you. Okay? So instead of coming to you, they isolate themselves from you. So you have to give people a peaceful platform to share, but you ought to extend that. They ought to see that peace coming from you. Verse 16, that the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. By the way, these are instructions given to us to how to treat other believers, believe it or not. Not only the world, but other believers. That tells you that in the midst of the church, in the believer, in the body, there is contention sometimes, and we have to learn how to behave with one another. And finally, verse 17 in this uh, passage from Colossians 3, verses 12 to 17, we read, And whatever you do, in word or deed, Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Notice, anything we do, folks, anything and everything that we do ought to be giving credit to God in Christ Jesus, ought to glorify his name. He gets the credit for it. People need to know that your behavior is a reflection of his change in power in you. Because of him, I was kind to you. Because of him, I was patient with you. Because of him, I can love you. Because of him, I can exhibit this peace in me. Because of him, you saw meekness in me. Because of him, you notice humility in me. Because of him, you were kind to share about my kindness towards you. You have noticed my patience. You have seen how I've forgiven others, maybe forgiven you, because of the love of Christ in me, I am able to do so. Only then, folks, that the world will know that we are his disciples. When we behave this way, uh, uh, first and foremost, with one another in the body, not to mention with them. But think about it. If you are in your own house and mean to your own children, sibling, and family, why do you expect your neighbor who doesn't know the Lord to trust that you will be nice to them? In fact, if they notice that you're nice to them and you're mean to your own, they will say this about you. Hypocrite. Hypocrite. How can he be mean to his own that he lives with daily and act as if they are nice to me that they don't see me except every now and then? They may not. In other words, they're not going to take it seriously. They're going to think you're just being nice, not truly nice. Watch what you're doing. Watch your behavior. 
that's how we ought to react and act in a time of crisis more so than any other time. Uh, we will continue with this series. We have a lot of ways to talk about what the scripture teaches in terms of our behavior and perspective in a time of crisis. At the time being, I want to remind you, you can go to our website, cirainternational.com. That's C as in Charlie, C-I-R-A international.com to listen to this podcast and any of the previous archive from the last five and a half years. You can listen to it on SoundCloud, on Omni Studio, on iTunes, and the list can go on and on and on. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, CIRA International, and make sure you hit the bell to receive notifications and watch our live streams that are called Let Us Reason live streams as well. Until we meet again, have a blessed day.